In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Testing down. Remove him from office. No justice, no peace. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Amanda Duberman and today I'm here with Representative Catherine Clark. She is the Vice Chair of the House Democratic Caucus and she's the second highest ranking woman in Congress after Speaker Nancy Pelosi. She has represented Massachusetts 5th District in Congress since 2013, where she's been such a champion for policies that promote and raise the voices of women, particularly childcare, which is what we're going to talk about today. Thank you so, so much for being with us, Congresswoman. Oh, I am so excited to be here with you, Amanda. Awesome. So we want to get right into talking about the child care crisis, um, specifically a vote coming up uh, regarding the Child Care is Essential Act, which you proposed in May, which is a $50 billion bill to stabilize the industry. Um, the industry was already struggling, it seems, due to lack of investment, and it turns out very few childcare businesses got assistance through the PPP program. I think it was about 6%. I'm wondering That's if, right. our, yeah, for our listeners, can you sort of describe the crisis facing the childcare industry right now? Yeah, thanks, Amanda. The childcare industry was in crisis going into this pandemic. It has suffered from a lack of investment and a sort of a, a quandary for families and providers. Providers earn chronically low wages and families are faced with an affordability crisis. So we really have the perfect storm. Once we added in the effects of the pandemic, we are now in a place where 60% of our licensed childcare providers have closed and recent reports show that without um, the federal intervention at the size that we are asking for, we could lose 40% of all child care providers permanently. So that is why we feel that now is the time to finally recognize the integral role that child care plays to a functioning economy. It is as important infrastructure as our roads and bridges. And for millions of working families and for their employers, it is an economic necessity. Yeah, absolutely. I'm wondering if for our listeners, you could sort of uh, clarify, you know, who are we talking about when we talk about the child care industry? Who and what does that include? Yeah, the child care providers are 96% women. Mm -hmm. And of those women, 40% are women of color. And I don't think it's a coincidence that an industry that is so predominantly led by women and women of color also suffers from chronically low wages. Um, we have to make sure that as we are looking at how to make long-term investments uh, 
into helping families afford childcare, that we're also looking at the gender and racial injustices that are part of our current child care system and work to address them. You know, we are having this historical moment uh, in our country where we, the murder of George Floyd has brought racial justice to the center of discussions. And we know that racism and gender inequality are part of so many of our systems and our institutions. And childcare, unfortunately, is no exception. So yeah. we are looking to do three particular things to begin to address uh, both the short-term stabilization, which is the first thing we have to do with a $50 billion investment. Without this funding, we will not have a child care industry to help us reopen our economy. Then we need to revitalize our facilities and help our providers to make the necessary renovations to purchase PPE so that they can reopen safely. So I've proposed a $10 billion grant program that will do just that and support the training and financial stability of early educators through a higher education loan repayment program and provide childcare for funding on our college campuses. We know there are so many student parents and they need our help as well. And finally, we need to make sure that these additional costs aren't handed down to families. Uh, Pre-pandemic, childcare costs could be as much as a college tuition and is often the highest bill that families are faced with every month. So we are expanding childcare tax credits and flexible spending accounts to make sure that we can help families access high-quality childcare. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. 
I, I love how you talk about this as like an infrastructure issue. Like it yeah. really provides a public good in the same way that roads and bridges do. Can you, do you think too many people look at childcare as a women's issue? And can you sort of talk about why it's actually a massive economic issue? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, childcare has always been thought of as some sort of accessory or an afterthought and very much a private decision uh, for families uh, that they are expected to um, to handle and pay for privately. And I think it comes from our continuum of seeing women as having their place in the home and being moms to, uh, you know, where we are today, where 58% of all children are enrolled in some form of childcare. And that childcare and the role of women as providers and in our economy in general has never been more important. So we have to give up these dated notions that are not only uh, just uh, behind times and not recognizing the reality of women in our economy, but also is going to be create a barrier to having a successful reopening of this economy. The pandemic has brought into stark relief so many disparities and injustices, and childcare is one of those. Um, and so if we invest in this, we are really investing in a healthy economy for the future, and we are investing in our children and that future workforce. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the ripple effects of, of reduced childcare options? I mean, COVID-19, as you said, has really exposed the inequities that women, particularly women of color, face in America. Um, it's also exacerbated that inequality. I mean, multiple studies over, especially last week, showed that a lot of women who do co-parent with men are cutting more of their work hours and devoting more time to childcare. And, you know, something I think about is like, it's really hard when society gets used to something or families even get used to something to return to how it used to be. You know, of course, women should make a choice about if they want to raise children in the home. But I definitely have concerns about like how this moment could sort of bring us a few steps back when especially when we're, we are able to reenter the economy and more people are allowed to go back to work, that these child care providers are available and they're there and they're safe. And it sounds like that's the legislation you're pushing forward now to make sure that those options are there for the people that are going to be able to return to their offices. Yeah, you've raised a great point. We fear about going backwards, but we know that even going back to where we were, mm -hmm. going back yeah. to the status quo is not going to be sufficient. This pandemic has already brought us backwards. We know that women are on the front lines. They make up one third of our essential yeah. workforce. And if we are not supporting childcare, we are not supporting the essential workforce that is needed to address the health and security of Americans. And if we don't have healthy people, we cannot have a healthy, inclusive economy. And we know that pre-pandemic inaccessibility to childcare forced moms to delay, to truncate, or even just give up 
their careers. And I remember, you know, when my children were young, realizing that almost my entire salary was Mm -hmm. going towards childcare. Um, But I had options. I had a spouse. I had uh, a spouse who made an income that let us get through this. That is not the case for so many families around this country. And women have even uh, more economic barriers with income inequality and lack of access to paid leave that only makes the inaccessibility of child care um, harder to overcome. I'm curious, is there bipartisan support for the idea of supporting child care providers? And if not, can you please help me understand why? <laughs> I'm afraid I can't do much to help you understand why, but I do think that we can take some uh, cause for optimism in the fact that what we are seeing are chambers of commerce across the country, including the National Chamber of Commerce, calling out that childcare is an incredible barrier uh, for our recovery if we don't make the necessary investments. And the business community is a strong partner in bringing child care and the recognition that child care is this essential infrastructure to the forefront of the mind of policymakers. And I only hope that as we watch a Senate that is struggling uh, to recognize the suffering of the American people and to do something about it. Mitch McConnell would never hit pause on uh, his wealthy, connected friends or large corporations, but that's what he's done with Americans who are suffering during this pandemic and the economic fallout that has occurred because of it. And so we need to continue to speak loudly and clearly that if we want an economy that is strong, if we want to build an even more inclusive economy and recognize the place that women play in it, uh, we have to make sure that we are following the science, that we are having healthy people, and that we have a childcare sector that is stabilized and invested in for the future. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, on that note, you, your Child Care as Essential Act specifically has, you know, $50 billion, and which I've, I remember correctly is about how much was given to the airline industry. Do you think That's that right. this issue is impacted by lobbying? I mean, I know that childcare is an interest and they do have people advocating, um, but I assume lobbyists for airlines and hotels and restaurants and banks have a bit more muscle, especially with, you know, allies like Mitch McConnell. How do you think this is going to impact how, how resources are allocated? Yeah, it brings us right back to uh, so many issues that we've been wrestling yeah. with in Congress on campaign finance reform, uh, Child care providers tend to be women. Uh, they are often women that don't have connections with financial institutions. They are running small business on the thinnest of margins in the best of times. And they are often, you know, the last thing on their mind is hiring lobbyists 
to represent yeah. them in Congress. We have some incredible advocates, but we need to take advantage of this point in time where the crisis in childcare is being shown to be a major barrier in our recovery. And finally, get people to connect the dots that child care is essential. Child care is part of our infrastructure. And child care, um, if it is not supported, is going to be the reason that we are unable to fully reopen and get our economy working for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so, so much for your time and for your dedication to this issue, Congresswoman. I believe the HEROES Act, which um, that Congress passed has about $7 billion for child care, um, and you have are obviously pushing this $50 billion child care essential act, and we, we really hope that other members uh, push that through and take that seriously. Um, we really appreciate your time and your efforts. Oh, thank you so much for covering this, Amanda. Of I course. really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. This is the Betches Sub Podcast. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to sup at Betches.com. Betches.